Vietnam, Southeast Asia, bordering China to the north, Laos and Cambodia to the west, capital city, Hanoi, largest city, Ho Chi Minh. A tumultuous past. Beautiful landscapes that inspire. Tombs and temples. Millions of motorbikes. Floating markets. Amazing cuisine. Good coffee and great beaches. But if you were to ask my guests today what they love most about Vietnam, they'd tell you the people. Sarah, Sophie, and Phoebe join the show today from Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. They're the co-founders of this small, effective organization that's helping to transform the lives of young women and girls in underserved communities. And as you'll discover today, this is a family project. Sophie and Phoebe are sisters, adopted from Vietnam. And Sarah is so very proud of her daughters as they work together to make a difference in a country that is so far away and yet always in their hearts. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and it's always a privilege and a pleasure to be able to have this time with you, to share this time, and also to get to know an amazing organization working somewhere in the world, making a difference, a very important difference, serving other people, the real heroes out there, giving of themselves, their talent, and their time, and their resources to make a difference. And today, we get the privilege of focusing on the country of Vietnam and an organization called Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. So let's welcome to the program today, Phoebe, Sophie, and Sarah Neron here to the Edge of Adventure. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Great to have you on the show. Great to hear about this wonderful organization. And Ladies, let's. Um, I'm going to start with you, Sarah, just to get the overview of this fantastic organization. You know, I know a good bit about it from some research that I've done, but we're going right to the source to hear about the heart of where this started and what you guys do. So, Sarah, what is Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund? So this is an organization that um, myself and my two daughters, Sophie and Phoebe, here started um, in uh, 2012. And the background is that my late husband, Christopher, and myself adopted both Sophie and Phoebe from Vietnam. And uh, Chris and I went to Vietnam for the first time in 1999. We spent three months there adopting Sophie and then returned um, in 2001 and adopted Phoebe. Chris became ill in 2004, so pretty much when Phoebe was two years old. And he passed away in 2010. And um, 
he had uh, frontal temporal lobe dementia and the girls and I uh, took care of him. The girls were unbelievable, you know, through their young life, taking care of him here at the house. We had him, kept him home the whole time. And, um, but when we adopted the two girls together, um, we both dreamed about going and taking them back to the country they were born in and living in Vietnam for a little while and uh, letting them experience their culture, you know, and where they came from. So actually I was very lucky after um, Chris passed away to be able to uh, take time off. I, I'm actually an ecologist for the National Park Service. And so I got to take some time off and took the girls out of school. And we moved to Vietnam for eight months in 2011. And um, we volunteered for another nonprofit while we were there. And that nonprofit uh, we were mostly teaching art classes uh, in an orphanage there, and we traveled around and, and had a great time. So when we came home, we decided to start Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. And there's lots of different components of the of the organization. And we are going to get into at least a few of those components. You're not off the hook yet. You're going to have to tell me more about those because I know that, and this is one of the reasons why we ask you to, to come on the show today, is, is this a very unique, inspiring organization working there in Vietnam. And you guys focus on providing programs that include music, art, camps, like I think like day activity camps. You also have a program that provides bicycles. And all of these things, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of these things are focused largely on the young ladies of Vietnam. Why the heart for the young ladies of Vietnam? So we, um, when we were there, we rode bicycles all the time. And because we were there during the school year, you know, we were always riding in big waves of kids coming out of the schoolyard. So uh, riding bicycles. So that was the, the idea behind giving bikes. But we also learned a lot about the hardship of young girls, especially living in rural areas that are very, very poor. Girls have often drop out of school before boys. Uh, they are tasked with taking care of younger siblings. Oftentimes parents leave for a day or more to um, work and the kids take, the girls take care of the siblings. They cook, they miss a lot of school. And if they have to walk to school, which is the case often in the countryside, then they tend not to go. So we add a bicycle and it really is safer for them and speeds up the, the time. So, yeah. This is something that is helping them further their education. It's helping to, to prevent them in part from dropping out and then, you know, all the negative effects in their own future that dropping out of, of an educational opportunity could and would bring. The, the Also the art, and we're looking at now at some pictures here, beautiful pictures, beautiful people. The significance of the art connection is what? And I can tell you, there's got to be some, some tie into the name too with the rock, paper, scissors reference. Tell us about that. 
Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors is a global game, right? And the kids were always playing it um, and at the orphanage and at the little school we worked at. So it was one way that we could even teach English. So we played the game with them all the time and we named it Rock, Paper, Scissors, Children's Fun. You know, in terms of our art program, so we support both boys and girls in the arts. We have about 100 students that come year round and they come for either music classes or art classes two to three days a week. And um, maybe Sophie, because Sophie started the program. She started the music program, so maybe she can tell you about the music. Yeah, I can do that. You have to go back to the beginning um, when we lived in Vietnam. Pete and I um, both play, she plays the cello and I play the violin. And when we lived there in um, 2011 and 12, um, we bought a violin and cello so we could both practice our instruments while we lived there. And... Um, I was asked to play in like a local talent show hosted by um, the orphanage where we were volunteering. So I ended up playing my violin there. And then about a week later, I heard that someone on Tun had been um, interested in learning violin. And at the time he was like in his early twenties, I think. He was one of the local people in the town. Um, and he played a bunch of instruments like the flute and the piano and the guitar, and he wanted to learn the violin. So um, I began teaching him when we lived there, um, and then we ended up buying him a violin. And then he was um, like a very popular person in the town. His family has like a smoothie shop and um, they do a bunch of things. So eventually like the word got out that someone in the town is playing violin and then more and more people became interested in it. And so um, closer to when we left, he had gathered a handful of students who he had found who were interested in learning violin. A bunch of them um, are still in the program. One of them is actually, he's now one of our music teachers. They both are um, for our art program. But um, one of, um, another girl who was adopted from Vietnam raised some money to buy um, some violins. And so we went to Niachang, which is the city kind of where we close to where we were. And we ended up buying about 10 violins. And then um, so when we left, he began teaching the other students. And then the program has just grown from like that handful of students. Tell me then, Sophie, what's the importance of music, learning music, learning to play those types of instruments? What does a child get from that experience? So I think there's kind of two ways of looking at this. Uh, the first is, um, well, I played the violin. And so that's one of the reasons why we kept the violin as one of the instruments that the students can play. But another thing is that the violin's kind of um, a gender neutral instrument because um, a lot of Vietnamese play the guitar, but it's mostly um, like Vietnamese men who play it and not many girls. So we wanted to choose something that wasn't stereotypically like for a specific gender. And then also the violin in Vietnam is something that not a lot of um, people, especially in rural areas have the opportunity to learn. It's more of like a city instrument and associated with like wealth and affluence. So we wanted to be able to give students that opportunity as well. 
And then um, in the States, Phoebe and I both played in our school orchestras growing up and then in the local Rhode Island orchestras. And a lot of our friends, even to this day, um, are actually musicians who we met um, like years ago playing in the summer orchestras. And um, so that's a big part of it as well, just having a community and playing together, um, which was really fun and kind of um, really important for um, us socially, I think. And so that was also important for us. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and we are talking today with Phoebe, Sophie, and Sarah Narone. They are the three co-founders of an organization called Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund that works and focuses on communities in Vietnam. We're talking about violins and music and things like that, in particular, this particular segment of the podcast. And it would be unfair of me to not mention this one fact. My mother teaches violin. She teaches music, in particular violin, and she listens to every podcast she texts me every time she listens to the podcast and she tells me about the organization and something about it and something that really stuck with her. So mom, this is a special message directly to you. <laughs> and she, she will love to hear this because she has such a passion for music and for violin and for teaching and helping to convey and share that love of music to others. Right. And she knows just how much that can enrich a person's life. So what a wonderful thing that you and your team there at Rock, Paper, Scissors, that you all do this because it is a very, very special opportunity. And I, I know from what you just said, Sophie, that in, in large part, you're providing an opportunity that is not common. It's not uh, something that might be easy to, uh, to come across. So what a wonderful thing. Okay, looking uh, now again, looking at the pictures here, they're uh, distracting. Try not to be distracted too much, looking at all the wonderful activity here. Now we're looking at these beautiful bicycles. And how many bicycles? I also want to get Phoebe in here. Phoebe's sitting there being so polite and patient. Phoebe, tell me about the bicycle program. How many bicycles are we talking about here? And what kind of a difference does it really make when a child, when a young girl has this this bicycle and, and has now an opportunity to maybe get back and forth to school that she didn't have before. So in Vietnam, girls are tend to drop out of school early. So it's always the boys in the family that always have the opportunity to go to school and have all those privileges. And then um, for girls, it's always harder. So with the bicycle, it gives them opportunity to get to school and it cuts down the time that it takes as well to get to school. And we know that a lot of the girls that we've given bikes to now tend to live further away. And in school in Vietnam, you don't stay at school all day. You go home in the middle of the day for lunch and a siesta, and then you go back to school after. So then it's like extra time to go to school, come home, and then go back to school. That might make it harder for them to have um, the opportunity to go to school. And then also girls tend to drop out before boys because they're always the ones that need to take care of the younger siblings or help um, work to be able to earn some money for their family. So with these bicycles, I know that a lot of the girls have been able to continue in school, which is great. Thanks for listening to The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. And we'll get right back to my conversation with Sarah, Sophie, and Phoebe from Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund in just a minute. But first, I do have a promise to keep. 
I mentioned last time that I would explain something today. The question came up, why did I call my new mobile app Rugged Compass? Here's the answer. I believe in something more than the routine, something more than just getting by to get by. I believe in pushing beyond status quo, and I'm of the opinion that when we do, great things can happen. You and I, in our own different ways, can make a positive difference in the world for the ones around us. But there are so many things going on in our lives today, so many distractions, so much bad news. It's easy, if we're not careful, to become absorbed by these things and to lose our way. We need direction. And this thing that provides us direction can't be fragile. It can't be vulnerable to the elements. In spite of those things that would keep us distracted and depressed, stuck in the rut, this compass must stand firm. It has to be strong and unwavering. It has to be rugged. I'll have more to say on the matter in the near future, but for now, if you'd like to learn more about this new social media platform, complete with podcasting and video, an app and community that refuses to lose sight of the good, please look us up and join in at ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. Now back to Sarah, Sophie, and Phoebe of Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund and their work in Vietnam here on The Edge of Adventure. This is The Edge of Adventure. Again, we're focusing today on the country of Vietnam and an organization called Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. You can look them up at rockpaperscissorschildrensfund.org. Or by that same name, you'll find them on social media and get to know them a bit more. As we continue to talk to them today and the three co-founders, Phoebe, Sophie, and Sarah Nerone. The camp, is this a day camp, this uh, activity that you provide? And is this all year long? Is this during the summer? Tell us a little bit about that aspect of what Rock, Paper, Scissors does. So the camp is um, uh, for a couple of weeks and they're day camps and we provide um, a lot of art projects. When we have volunteers there in the summer, we're off, often bringing musicians. So we have a lot of music, dance, yoga, games, and the camps are held in uh, ethnic minority communities. So these are communities, especially one that we now work quite a lot in. There are about 150 families there. The school only goes to fifth grade in this village. Um, so this is a big thing for these kids to have a camp in the summer. We have 150 kids usually come to the camp. I mean, we've had up to 300 kids show up, uh, lots of babies and, you know, all different ages. And we bring all of our music students and our art program students to the camps to be counselors. And so it's really made this incredible connection between the kids who are down in the more mainstream towns to be able to connect with these minority communities. Um, many of the kids never even knew the communities existed up in the hills. So um, this has been just a great thing for all of the kids. And we can tell you more about the art program as well, because the camp sort of came out as um, 
you know, after we started the art program and um, that the, the art program, because when we lived there before we started nonprofit, we were uh, teaching art at the orphanage and we continued that. And one thing in Vietnam is that everybody in school, the schools are state run schools. They are very strict. Everybody is the same. Everybody learns the same thing. Everybody learns, and Sophie pointed this out earlier, it's like everybody has to do the exact same handwriting. So they take handwriting lessons. And when we started teaching art, we noticed everybody drew the same thing. Everybody, every 100 kids, they draw the same thing. So we started our art program with the music program to bring in creativity for the kids to have fun, you know, to be able to go outside of the bounds of what they have to do in school. Let's talk about Vietnam. We come to this conversation with a love and an appreciation for cultures and different people groups and ethnic groups, as you've said. And what is life like in the locations where rock, paper, scissors, children's fund is working? And I made notes. I don't know that I'll, I'll pronounce these correctly, but Kenwa province and then Wei province. What is their life like? It depends on where we are working in the provinces. Um, so our art and our music program is sort of in the more mainstream community. So there's two, there's multiple uh, ethnic groups in Vietnam, but the mainstream ethnic group is called Kin. Even though there is a tremendous amount of poverty in the rural areas among that ethnic, main ethnic group, uh, again, the minority groups up in the hills are extremely, live in extreme poverty. So, you know, it depends on where we are, but we have been focusing more in the ethnic communities now. We actually just started a summer tutoring program for girls up there to try to keep them going to school beyond fifth grade. And um, the kids, they live in cement block houses. There's one of them in a picture right there. Um, no furniture. They usually have a little black back hut on the back of the house where they cook. Um, no running water, no toilets. And so it's very, very rough. And especially right now with COVID, um, oftentimes those communities are cut off from the food sellers. So we've had a lot of issues with that. So they are, a lot of the minority groups are put in these areas. They're completely segregated in the education system. So the kids in this one village that we work in at fifth grade, when the school ends, they are, if they want to continue, they have to go to a boarding school an hour and a half away. And they're starting that at 12 years old. So it's very difficult for the kids. This is The Edge of Adventure. We're focusing on Vietnam today and an organization called Rock, Paper, Scissors, Children's Fund. And you can look them up online, Rock, Paper, Scissors, Children's Fund.org. And of course, as, as always, there is a corresponding post at theedgeofadventure.com where you can see the video version, you can listen to the audio version, get all the links to all the different platforms if you prefer Spotify or Apple or Google or if you're now part of the new social media app and podcasting app called Rugged Compass. 
That's actually something that I started, and I would invite you to join us, ruggedcompass.com, for more information on that. But regardless of how you you track down this podcast, you're going to get to know Rock, Paper, Scissors, Children's Fund, and a little bit today about the country of Vietnam and these precious people, beautiful kids that they are working with and serving and helping to inspire in so many wonderful ways. Let's go to Phoebe now. Phoebe, what do you love about this opportunity that you three have to serve in this way? I think I really like it because um, I get to go back to the country that I was born in, which is really nice. I like to have the opportunity to go back and really learn about the culture and the way of life there, because I know a lot of adoptees don't tend to have the opportunity to go back and learn about where they actually came from. And I know there, it always feels nice because it feels kind of homey because everybody looks the same as we do. And I know living here (laughs) in Rhode Island, it's kind of hard because there isn't a giant Asian community here. So it's kind of like we're scattered. There's not many (laughs) to blend in with. But everybody in Vietnam is just so open and friendly to get to know you or just sit down and like tell you about their story. Because when we go there, whenever we went walking I know everybody always pulled us into their house to come sit and have tea with us and like it'd be complete strangers but they just opened their house to us and tell us all about their life and they'd ask about ours so it's just very nice friendly people everywhere. Sophie I'm going to ask you the very same question and I'm sorry if Phoebe already took all the good answers (laughs) but anything you anything else come to mind that for you sticks out is just a unique opportunity to be serving in this way. I agree with everything Phoebe said. I also think it's just um, really, I think important for us, like as a family, and then um, for what we do, um, bringing volunteers to Vietnam as well, and kind of showing them the, like how, what Vietnam is like, and not the touristy version. Sometimes people come expecting that, and then they're surprised when, um, they wanted to be in like a a nice hotel or something but showing other people in our town and um, students um, kind of broadening their view um, from what's here to what's there because um, it can be um, really eye-opening and kind of a culture shock. I remember coming home after we lived there in 2012. Um, We had been there for eight months and then we got off the plane in the Atlanta airport and I don't know if you've been there, but it's, it's different. Um, it's very big and it was just a huge shock for us after living in Vietnam, but it's just a different way of life and something that I think it's important for other people like the volunteers to understand. I think so. I think there's something so valuable and important about having the opportunity to travel, being brave enough to travel, and also just being brave enough to get outside of your own comfort zone. Because, folks, that takes bravery. It doesn't even matter. You don't you don't have to go to Vietnam to get outside your comfort zone. But whatever that is, right, there's, there's a certain amount of growth and appreciation and just, I think, richness in life when we're willing to push ourselves <laughs> past our comfort zone. Rock, paper, scissors, children's fund, dot org to look them up for more information. 
Sarah, what do you want to see for the organization? It started, well, not the organization, but going back and and really spending time in Vietnam was to really make Vietnam as best we could to, or I could to be another home for the girls. And um, we were talking about that earlier, just, you know, that, that seems to be accomplished. Like they, the, the girls love going there, but, you know, giving back to the country, I, I remember uh, something that's very emotional for me is getting on the airplane with Sophie when she was a baby she was 13 months old, and I remember getting on the airplane in Hanoi with her and, you know, just thinking, oh, just taking her away from this incredible country and feeling like there, no matter what, that I have to go back and do something here. You know, the poverty at that time and, and still is tremendous. And if you haven't seen that and often like, the girls are saying when we bring volunteers to Vietnam, it's a lot, you know, for them often to see. So I think that the connection that the girls have with all the kids there in our program and all the kids have a connection with, with us. And we have a, a tremendous staff that are all local staff. They're all locals or they were our students. I hope that, that we can con- continue that way. Yeah. Phoebe, tell me about your mom. Um, let's see. She's a very caring person, and she's like the kind of person to put someone else's needs over hers. So I know, like, whenever we go to Vietnam, um, she's always very friendly. So she's very good at talking to people. So a lot of people always approach her, and then we'll stand there for like half an hour, and they'll have a lovely conversation about like whatever their life was about or everything that's happened to them, they always just spell it out to all of us, which is so nice. I love like hearing people's stories and stuff like that. And I feel like she's really looked after us so much since like our dad died and she took up all those positions of parenting and then also helping us to be able to connect with Vietnam and make it feel like a home. So it doesn't feel like foreign in like, unknown which I feel like some other adoptees would have because I know like a few people their parents don't seem to really talk to them much about the country that they were born in or try to give any background of where they came from and the culture there which I'm really thankful that we've been able to go back to Vietnam so many times and learn so much about that culture that it just feels so like a second nature now. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and that was the voice of Phoebe Nerone. And we also, on the show today, we have her sister Sophie and her mother Sarah, the three of whom are the co-founders of Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. And we've been getting to know about the organization and a little bit about them today. Sophie, what else do we need to know about this wonderful organization? Uh, We are very, very small in the sense that um, it's basically just us and our staff in Vietnam. And we, we've gotten a little bit bigger over the years and we're still growing, but um, like I'm working and my mom's working and Phoebe's in school. So all of us here, um, I wouldn't say it's our second job. I wouldn't say it's second and important, but um, we it's not a full-time job here. Um, 
And um, our staff in Vietnam um, are also, some of them like work as teachers um, in the local schools as well. Yeah. Sarah, as we begin to wrap up the show here, and we think about all the, the wonderful things that you guys are doing with the music program and the art program and the bikes and the camp and the appreciation of culture and the helping not only your girls, that's the heart that you have for Phoebe and for Sophie, is for them to appreciate the culture that they came from. And it's also important for the people in Vietnam to appreciate the culture that is theirs. It's their homeland. It's uniquely them. And... I guess that's the thread I, I always hope will tie all the different things together through the Edge of Adventure and now through the mobile app Rugged Compass is this love for people and this appreciation for culture. We live in a time where in some ways it's very divisive. Culture becomes very divisive. But I think in some ways the world has come a long way. I think in, in, in so many ways we've come a long way in that regard to learn to appreciate differences and to accept differences and to love people for who they are. And what a wonderful aspect of this conversation that has been. But Sarah, as we now again we head toward the end of the show here and think about anything else we need to know about the program, anything in particular that you guys have coming in the days ahead, and also tell us how we can be supportive as the audience, those watching or viewing, how can they come alongside you guys and be of encouragement and help somehow? Hmm. Well, um, we normally bring, you know, a group of volunteers with us for five or six weeks in the summer. And obviously we can't travel there right now, but um, we are always looking for artists and musicians to go with us in the summertime or any other time in the year and bike mechanics, we have a bike repair program, so um, bike mechanics. But um, I think any anything, obviously, you know, we're always seeking funding. Um, like Sophie said, you know, we're a small nonprofit and we're all working full time. So, you know, it, and we write a lot of grants. So any any leads on grants, grant writers, anybody that can help us with website design, anything like that. We love having volunteers like that. So that would be great. But again, if people eventually want to go over and go take part in the bike givings, bike repair, or, you know, we love, again, having artists and musicians go because we um, run the camps and we usually have volunteers there and the classes. So this is the Edge of Adventure, and that's the voice of Sarah Narone. She's with Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. You can look them up online, Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund.org. And I would encourage you to get to know them, check out their social media. You'll find them just do a search for them. Very, very easy to find. Great organization. And I know that if you were to send them a message or support them financially in some way or help them out in some way, I think it would mean a lot. As you've heard, this is, this is an organization that they personally put a lot of time into. It doesn't have the huge infrastructure that some great organizations do. But if you felt called to stand by them in some way, I think that'd be pretty special. So please give that some consideration. And I want to thank thank all three of you for being on the show. I know your husband was a good man, and I know he's very proud of the three of you all today. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adam. Phoebe, Sophie, and Sarah Narone, my guests today. They're the co-founders of Rock, Paper, Scissors Children's Fund. Great ladies. And I hope you get to know them, reach out to them, and encourage them because they're doing great things. We will talk to you ladies again soon. Thanks for your time today. God bless you. And we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.